Nazir Davkavdal, the last thing we were discussing was a woman who vowed to be a Nazira, and she continued drinking wine and being Tamet Temet. And she, we said she gets 40 Makot, but if her husband annulled her vow, she does not get Makot. And Abiyuda says she at least gets a Makat Mardut for rebelling against Hachamim. And the Gemara went into a bunch of drashot on that subject. The subject of thinking of doing an avera and really not, or or two people doing the same action, one doing a mitzvah, one doing an avera, and with that we're going to start kavdal amud aleph, second line in by the mishnah. A woman vowed to be a nazira, and she separated her, uh, let's say, sheep as a korban hatat, or sheep for ola, and a ram for shilamim. Then her husband annulled the vow. If the animal was his, then the animal could go and could graze with the rest of the herd. But if it was hers, well, if it was a hatat, then tamut, and it has to get locked in a room and die. We explained before, it's like a hatat, a korban hatat, that the, that the owner died, even though she really didn't die, but uh, since she is uh, not hayav anymore, and since the name hatat was on it, therefore it has the same din, and uh, it just dies. You lock it in the room and it dies. Ve'olan, if it was korban ola, tikrav ola, you could give it as ola, because it could just give it as a gift, as a donation. Same thing with shelamim, tikrav shelamim. Uh, if it was shelamim, you could give it as korban shelamim. It's just like a gift. Ve'nechalim le'yom echad, you could uh, eat the shelamim for one day and one night, like any other shelamim. Azir ve'enantehonim lachman, you don't have to bring bread with it. Usually you have to bring bread with uh, shelamim. Azir, this one you don't have to. If she ha- she separated money that was going to be for her korbanot, then he pulled in dava. Then you could give it as a gift uh, to the Beit Hamikdash as a donation. If she separated her money for specific things, hatat ola. So then the money that was supposed to be for hatat goes to yamamelah. You throw it into the Dead Sea, meaning you ruin the money. But on the other hand, on one hand, you, you, you're not allowed to benefit from them. But on the other hand, if you did benefit, let's say by mistake, you don't have to give a korban me'ila uh, because they're not really considered uh, Kodesh. If she had money that was for, uh, for Ola, then you could give a korban Ola like any other gift to the Beit HaMikdash and therefore if you use that money for anything else by mistake, it's, uh, you have to give a korban Ma'ilah. If she had money that was for Shalamim, you buy with it Shalamim, you give it as a korban, you have one day to eat it, you don't have to bring bread like we explained before. This lady is not a Nezira, technically, retroactively, he, her husband annulled it, and therefore she doesn't have to bring bread. Now, the Gemara understands from the Mishnah that, the, that there's a difference between if the animals was hers or her husband's, and it looks like the husband does not have to give any of his animals for her korbanot, because if he was obligated to do so, there would be no difference if it was hers or his. And the Gemara asks, Man tana de ba lo Who's the Tana who holds, who's the Rabbi who holds, 
that the husband is not obligated to give her korbanot. So Amar of Hasda Rabbanani. So in, uh, the, the Gemara is going to switch the order. But for right now, Rav Hasta says it's according to Rabbanan. They hold like that in the Brayta. We're going to see soon. Because if you hold Rabbi Udahi, then why should it go out to the to, to graze in the field? Technically, he's obligated to give her korbanot. Detanya, and we see this machloket between Rabbi Udan Hachamim in the Brayta. There's a certain korbanot that depends if you're rich, if you're poor, and what you would give. If someone is rich, you would bring a goat, sheep. If he was poor, he would bring birds. Or if you're really poor, you bring flour. And one of those korbanot are a woman who gave birth. And Rabbi Huda holds, Rabbi Huda Omer, Adam may be korban ashir alishto. A person has to give a rich person's korban for his wife, meaning... His wife is technically considered poor because she doesn't have any money, right? And the, her husband has to take care of it. And therefore, he you know he can't uh, give a poor person a korban. If he's rich, he gives a korban. And that's for rich people. He has to give the sheep. And the same thing with all korbanot that she's obligated to give, korban hatat, asham, whatever it is, he, uh, he has to give it and he has to give it the rich. If you can afford it, you can give it. But he holds that only what is she's obligated to give things like a hatat, a sham, things that mistake, but not uh, but not things that she donated. Anything voluntary, uh, she has to give out of her own pocket, or he could give the poor version. Why? Because just let's say they're in a fight uh, together, and she's she's going to go say that uh, uh, I'm donating a cow, and he would be high of a cow. No, he doesn't have to give a cow. She would have to give that cow. Why? And the, the, the reason he's obligated to take care of everything that she's obligated to give, this is what he wrote to her in her ktubah. Any obligation that you have to pay, you have to take care of from uh, before we got married, he's going to give. And, and part of that stuff is uh, if she gave birth and things like that. So that's review. Dan Hachamim over there hold. That technically he could give a poor person's korban for his wife, even though he's rich. Now that's the way Rav Hasda broke it up. You could even say Mishnah is like a Rabbi Yehuda who holds that a husband is obligated to give the korbanot his wife has to give, because la He's only obligated to give things that she needs. However, but things that she's not obligated to give, Allah. He's not. He doesn't have to give. And same thing over here. She's not technically. She's not a nazira. So why should he have to give a rich person's korban? It's as if she was magdish, an animal that is not uh, technically kodesh. So why should he have to give a rich person's korban? Now that's the the way uh, with the Gemara originally brought down the machloket of Rav Hasda and Rabah. Ika damre. Some say it's uh, the opposite. Mantana, who's the Tanavar Mishnah? Amar of Hazdar, Rabbi Huda, it's Rabbi Huda. He holds that a husband is obligated to uh, to give the korbanot of his wife. Vechimesh Abed, Labi Meltad, it's Sichala. And he's high, uh, he, he's obligated to give things that she has to give. Vemeltad, it's Sichala, lo. But things that uh, she doesn't have to give, uh, no. Like in this case with the Nezirut. Now, the Rabbanan, because if you hold like Rabbanan, lo mesh Abed, la klal. The husband is not obligated to give anything. So at what point would he be obligated? 
So according to Rabbanan, is kigon de aknaya Allah. It's uh, let's say he let her acquire one of his animals, and she has any right; to, she could do whatever she wants with it. And again, we're talking about that the way before she vowed, he gave her this animal as a gift. Because if it happened afterwards, uh, then it's like I mean, she was in Nizira, and then he gave her the animal. That's called upholding the vow. So here we're talking about a situation where he gave her the cow, and then uh, she wanted to be in Nizira. Once you give it there, it belongs to her and she could do whatever she wants. And the Rabbah Rabba argues, you could even say it goes according to Rabbah When he lets her acquire it's things that she has to give, but things she does not have to give, he does not uh, let her acquire. Next, we learned in the Mishnah im Shela ita behemta hatat tamut veola tikarev. If it was her animal, not her husband's, if it's a korban hatat, let it die, lock it up in a room, let it die, and if it was a korban ola, let it be given as a gift. So the Gemara asked the question, him menala, where does she have animals from? Hama, then we say, whatever mashikantai shakana bala, whatever a woman acquired, uh, her husband acquired. So where'd she get this from? So, so Amarath Papa, Papa explains, She didn't eat as much, meaning he gave her food to eat. She saved, she saved, she saved, she sold, and she penny pinched until she was able to collect some money and get her own animal. That's one option. Or you could say, Or another person gave her this animal, and he told her, This is unconditioned that your husband has no right to this animal, and then she was Makdish, this animal. Or she uh, said she was going to be in Israel, she's going to give that animal as a korban. Next. If it's a or shilamim, it should be given like any other gift, and you don't have to give bread. And Amar the Shemuel Labua Barihi. Shemuel told the father of Barihi, Lotetev al Karaich Ade Amat Liada Milta. Please don't sit down until you explain to me something. Um, now, this is one real long question. The Gemara sets it up, and then the question will be at the end. We learned that there's certain uh, shelamim that are given without bread. The following four elim, that you don't have to give bread with the korban. Shelof, it's his, v'shela, hers, v'shela haramita, after that, v'shela har kapara, and if the, and if the owner already had kapara. And the Gemara explains each one. Shela, hadamara, and hers, the one we explained in our Mishnah, where the husband annulled the vow, and therefore, if she ends up bringing a shelamim as a gift, she doesn't have to give the bread that you would give with the nazir. Great. Shelo, what about his? The tenan, ha'ish madir et beno ben nazir, a person, could vow and make his son a nazir, but a woman cannot make her son a nazir. However, if the boy shaved himself or his or his relatives shaved him, they did some sort of action to protest the, the nazirut. It, or, for example, or if, let's say, the, the boy protested the Nezirut or his relatives uh, protested it for him, and this is, again, after the father passed away, then, okay, the Nezirut is gone. 
And therefore, if he had money that was not specified to any specific korban, then he would give it as a donation. If they were specified, then if they were money of a hatat throughout the Yamamelah, he never have any hana'ah. If the money first for Ola, then if you Ola bring a korban Ola, and if you use it, you have to give a korban Ma'ila, you misuse Kodesh. If it was money of Shalamim, Yavu Shalamim, bring Shalamim, and eat it for one day, one night. You don't have to bring bread with it. Okay, that's his. So now we got hers, his. Let's say the owner of the animal died. How do we know that you, you give that animal? Well, you don't have to give the bread. Tanya. If a person separated money for his nizirut, for his korbanot, you're not allowed to have any benefit from it, but on the other hand, you don't have to give a korban if you misused it. Because technically every coin over there, every dollar over there, or whatever it is, could be used to buy shelamim, and there's no ma'ilah in shelamim, there's only ma'ilah in the olah. Met if the Nazir died, and he had money that was not specified. They should go to Nedava as a gift. If they're specified, then the money of Hatat should go You cannot have benefit from it, but on the other hand, if you did use it, it's not considered Ma'ilah. The money of Allah, you could bring Korban Allah with it, and if you misuse the money, you you have to give korban yeah, and you eat it one day, but you, and you don't have to give bread. So that's case number three. Then there's shalahar kapara after kapara. The case over there is that uh, the nazir lost his animals. They went to give another animal, and we found that the, this the original animal. You give it, and you don't have to bring bread. Svarahu. It's just uh, logic. Why? The one that's after uh, the one that's after death. If the owner died, what's the reason? Uh, you know, bread because you can't give you can't use it for kapara. Then okay, kapara. I mean, if they already had their kapara because it was lost, also You can't give it as a kapara because the kapara was already done. So now, here's Shmuel's problem. Vetuleka, we said there's only four. There's only four, there's nothing else. Vehaika, we also have another case. Ushar ko shalmen nazir shahatan shilokamitzvatan. If there's a shalmen nazir that the, the Kohen, whoever it was that shahted the Korban, not for the sake of nazir, he didn't do it properly. Kesherim, they're kasher, you could give it on this beah. Velo alin the beah alin the shum hova, but it doesn't count for the owner's obligation, meaning he has to bring another shelamim. Venechalin the yom ehad, you could eat it for one night, day, one night. Veenan, taunin the lo lechem, velo zeroah. And you don't have to bring bread with it and not to wave the, the shank uh, like, you, like you do with the regular ram of a nazir. Now, you see, here's another case, the case of. It was shakted not for the sake of Shalmei uh, Nazir. So like Gemara says, yeah, we're talking about a situation where things were done properly, right? A guy died or there was a, an annulment, things like that. We're not talking about things that were done not uh, according to Halakha, not according to the way the mitzvah was supposed to be. And that's what we only mentioned four, not five. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem Amen Amen.